Kennedy Warren, good morning to you. Hi, Catherine. Bit of a um, turnover, I know, in the Auckland studio. Um, I hope they left you some tamarind chutney. <laughs> no. no? I can't see it. Oh. I love tamarind. Have a look under Wouldn't the table. Jesse yes. probably took it out with him. Yeah, them. he sneaked it off. Are you a fan? That's good to I know. I love it. Yes, yes. Now, um, this is wonderful. Some exhibitions oh, that you've been yes. to in, in Auckland. Tell us about them, please. Well, I've actually just um, hopped up here from a second visit to the uh, Aboriginal Art Exhibition, uh, which is... Everyone must go. <laughs> it's just that good. But before I do that, I want to talk about an exhibition I saw last weekend. Wonderful, too, in the New Zealand um, Maritime Museum on the uh, viaduct in Auckland. Uh, always song in the water. Uh, a salute to and celebration of Moana Oceania, the Pacific Ocean and its people, taking its name from Wellington poet and artist Gregory O'Brien's memoir, Always Song in the Water. And uh, that exhibition runs until the end of February 2024, so you've got plenty of time to see that. Um, Oceania is the term. I've come to love this term. It's a term that Pacific Island prefer to use for their region. Uh, it's And the anchor point for me in the exhibition is actually some words from the Tongan writer uh, and teacher Epeli Hoofa, his mighty declaration, all of us in Oceania today whether indigenous or otherwise, can assert that the sea is our single common heritage. It is the inescapable fact of our lives. And the whole exhibition, just uh, like spokes from a wheel, comes out from that hub, that central idea. And that, in fact, the New Zealand geopolitical region is 94% water. And so the sea is our inescapable common heritage. And uh, the exhibition is um, has many artists... Um, depicting and expressing their um, their sense of the Moana. Um, one of the most um, uh, well, one of the ones that I, I was very attracted to, uh, Greg works closely and collaboratively with the New Way and painter John Poulet, and it was one of his artworks that held my attention for some time. Giant plants, vibrant, lush, dramatic, like plants in a dream, outsize, outlandishly coloured. They could equally be plants under the water. And the title is uh, Momoheanga, Places to Sleep as If You Had Fallen Asleep and Woken as Tiny Creatures in a Vast Avatar-Style Forest. So that was that was uh, there to be immersed in. Not just painting, some beautifully sculpted whalebone forms like Giant Sewing Needles by Chris Charteris, Elizabeth Thompson's 500 bronze electroplated hand-painted fish, a glittering shoal of individual creatures that at the same time speak of being a collective organism. So uh, there's much to enjoy in that exhibition. But I want to now talk about uh, ever-present. This is um, the largest overview of art by First Peoples in Australia to be presented in Aotearoa, as I said, on till the end of October. And um, as the the curator writes in the introduction to the exhibition, Just as ancestors forged paths for future generations to express their cultures and stories, these artists will leave a legacy for all. Uh, To understand the richness and depth of First Peoples' art would take many lifetimes, but to appreciate it takes only a moment. Well, more than a moment. I spent two hours there yesterday and realised I hadn't got through all the galleries, so I returned this morning for another session. It's immersive, it's mesmerising, 
and deeply sobering, of course, when you uh, consider the scale of cultural devastation wreaked by colonisation in Australia, um, such that Aboriginal people... Uh, as you're well aware, <laughs> have to beg white Australians in the vote on October 14 to allow them a constitutionally mandated voice in Parliament, uh, not even the authority to make sovereign decisions for themselves, just a voice. Well, the exhibition has three great poles, I suppose, country, um, uh, culture, and um, um, and another C, which escapes me right at the moment. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, the, the, so it starts off with the wonderful explosion of contemporary art making in the 1970s, um, which was amazingly started from such small seeds. A, a white school teacher started encouraging senior elders or lawgivers, as they referred to um, in, uh, in, in, in Aboriginal Australia, to begin to portray their stories in acrylic paint. So, of course, they've been painting for 60,000 years on, on natural, uh, on bark, on on on. on stone and so this teacher said well try some um, um, some acrylic paint and here are some canvases and uh, interestingly I learned this from the uh, explanation uh, panel um, the now ubiquitous dot style was initially used as a strategy for disguising imagery that was too sacred for general view so these depictions of country I'm sure you're very familiar with them, uh, Catherine, showing myriad features, waterholes, sand dunes, um, paths, often an aerial view, all the more remarkable when you realise that most of the artists would not have seen their country personally from the air, at least not at the time they made their first artworks, but so imprinted is the place on their minds, on their hearts, that it's no difficulty to, as it were, soar like, um, like a, well, a cuckoo well, one and to see it the, from above. One thanks of the wonderful song lines, of course, this extraordinary yes. uh, entire kind of institutional knowledge, be it law or be it environment or be it geography or be it politics, all carried uh, orally. Uh, and, um, of course, when we hear stories, what do we do, Kennedy? We visualise, right? Yes. And one of the things that, that's fascinating about the exhibition is that many of the uh, depictions that might you might think are geographical or landscape or country actually are full of hidden stories they they the stories are always um, in there so uh, there was a, a wonderful um, uh, artwork which is laid flat because it's sand dunes and when you view it flat you really feel you're walking across sand hills in the in the desert but within that there are there are depictions of of um, women using the area as a birthing site gathering edible berries there's so much about daily life going on in these um, in these paintings, hunting for kangaroos. One piece has the title, Hunting Crocodile by Moonlight Under the Milky Way. And um, there's, there's one artwork there by a renowned Aboriginal artist, Clifford Possum, uh, Chapel Jari, which includes, as we're told, no fewer than eight uh, different ancestral stories in a very large canvas panel. And to read the stories requires the viewer to reorient themselves round the work, viewing it from all sides, depending on which stories are being told. Um, not just paintings, um, some wonderful intricate shell necklaces from Tasmania using hundreds of carefully selected top shells with gorgeous mauve 
luster, and and those and other artworks, um, interestingly, are attributed not to any person because the person isn't known, but rather than just say nobody, they say ancestor. People not recorded, born and died Australia, just giving you the sense that there is no break here between the first people and today. They are indeed ever present. Um, So many emphatic pieces painted on huge slabs of uh, eucalyptus or subtly bent tree branches. But I need to tell you about the last couple of galleries because as you walk through this exhibition, if you like, the drumbeat of history and pain gets stronger. Um, there's the last um, gallery is, is about um, resistance and the, the, the subject matter here is, is, is daunting. There's a video installation that scrolls through the names of recorded and known massacre sites. This video runs for 22 minutes, Catherine, 22 minutes with these names um, scrolling over a a map of Australia. Um, There's a collection of ashtrays with each of them has photographs um, or, or caricatures of Aboriginal people. And the artist writes, imagine having a cigarette put out on you. So here is another demonstration of how Aboriginal people have been treated and how they have felt. I found perhaps the the most ex, um, affecting exhibit was the last of all, a video of a person speaking and singing a lullaby in a language that has been classified as extinct. And yet here he is affirming the re, that, that when this language is vocalized, even if you don't know the grammar or the words, or even if so much is lost, it begins to live again. And it lives in the face and in the voice, the beautiful um, melodic voice, almost like a didgeridoo being played, this, the, the voice of this person expressing who he is in this language. I left the gallery in tears. It's just such a beautiful exhibition. I encourage everyone to see it. Kennedy, wonderful. Thank you very much. And you can find out the details, of course, of those exhibitions on our webpage, Ever Present, First Peoples of Australia at the Auckland Art Gallery, and uh, also Always Song in the Water, a salute to Moana Oceana uh, as well.